It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. It is the final Saturday of the college football season. Alex White's alongside. Good morning. Good morning. I cannot believe it is the final season here. Uh, uh, thankfully, it's not the final season. I mean, final the final the weekend. Of <laughs> of the if we're getting canceled. Here, but... I, I didn't know anything about that yet. Uh, but uh, hey, no, we, big we get... things to look forward to. We'll have uh, 12 teams in the playoffs next yeah, year. You so. know, all I will say is so I'm happy you brought that up right out of the gate because we are we are getting a playoff game this morning. I know it's yes. a regular season game. I understand that. But Michigan-Ohio State is a playoff game. The winner of this game is, uh, I'll, not to put you on the spot, but I would imagine the winner of this game is three touchdowns against Iowa next week. Yeah, like they're a huge favorite. We could get, we could get a three-touchdown favorite in a game that's totaled in the 30s yeah. because of Iowa's offense next week. Um, the winner of this game is going to the college football playoff. They're going to be either the one or the two seed, depending on what happens with Georgia the next two weeks. So you have the people that like the 14 point. Hey, it works itself out. This year, I'm not so sure it's going to work itself out because when Oregon really, that was impressive last night, just thumping a really good Oregon State team right. last night. Uh, Washington, they, they're going to win the Apple Cup today. I know, they're, I know, yes, it's a rivalry game. Crazy stuff happens. They're not losing that game today. So that's a playoff game next week here in Vegas, potentially. Texas uh, last night? Texas, yes. I see. I, I should have just laid it with Texas. I got in my head on Texas Tech at this point. Uh, and I'm always wrong on them except for week one. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not cut and dry. Usually it works itself out. The committee would get a huge favor if Florida State somehow lost one of these remaining two games with Jordan Travis out for the year. But we'll get to Florida-Florida State, one of the big rivalry games of this rivalry Saturday. Here that final Saturday of the regular season. Also. Our guy, Ryan McCormick, one of his buddies who we've seen on Punchlines, uh, the voice of the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, our guy, uh, uh, Mr. McLaughlin there, will be with us in, in a few minutes, uh, uh, joining us uh, in 10. He, what is he? He's in, he's in town doing the games here at the South Point here. Uh, uh, the South Point shootout, the Thanksgiving classic. Uh, as always, Puddles the Duck is behind us as well right now. Uh, everyone, uh, everyone is... Uh, uh, ready to roll here on a Saturday. All right, let's just let's just go to it. I know it's not number one in rotation order, but we just go to it because it's number three. It's the biggest game of the day. I have to. Yeah, one forty-one, one forty-two. Ohio State, Michigan. Let's go right to it. The game, Ann Arbor, Michigan, eleven and zero against eleven and zero. Number two versus number three. Buckeyes, three-point dogs now in this one. So Michigan, of course, we know Jim Harbaugh not coaching. Sharon Moore. Uh, will be on the sidelines leading the Wolverines yet again. Uh, Michigan had their work cut out for them last week in College Park, a lot more than I would have expected to see them bargain for with Maryland a week ago. Ohio State hasn't been tested in a while. Their last two home games were against two bad teams in the conference. Uh, outscoring Michigan State and Minnesota combined 75-6. to six. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> That's very uh, good. A, a plus uh, 69 uh point differential in those two games. Uh, last time that Ohio State was really tested was Rutgers a few weeks ago. Yeah, they won that game by 19, but if Wimson doesn't throw the pick six, Rutgers could have, could have been up nine in that game in the third quarter, and it would have been a real situation brewing. Uh, but Alex, now that we're down to three, we've seen that we this open four and a half. We're all the way down to three. There are even some three plus, uh, plus three minus 15s in the market. On Ohio State, of course, not happening here. Always 11 to 10 behind us here at the South Point. Uh, I laid it with Michigan. I laid the three. I, I just think they're the better football team. They're at home. And it would not shock me one bit if Michigan wins this game comfortably in route to winning this game for the third consecutive year. I had a really tough time picking a side. I don't mind that three at all. But I have these two rated at the exact same number here. So Michigan... Getting the edge, being at home. I went with under 46 and a half because two very good defenses. I know when these two play each other, we usually have fireworks, but two of the best defenses in the country, Michigan holding opponents to nine points a game and Ohio State nine and a half. I worry about these two offenses, especially without Harbaugh being there. We haven't seen J.J. McCarthy throwing touchdowns like we have 
in the early games in the last three weeks. No passing touchdowns from him. And then I also worry about McCord on the Ohio State side under this pressure in this big game. And we haven't seen that offense look explosive yet this season. So all I'll say is go, let's take McCarthy before McCord. Yes. Michigan has really decided to just go heavy on the ground these last few weeks. Uh, the Penn State game, they, they ran it 15 straight times in that Penn State game. McCarthy only threw eight passes because they only needed him to throw eight passes in that game. Uh, Corum had, Corum at 26 for a buck 45 and two scores and five and a half yards of carry. Uh, Donovan Edwards finally showed up in that game. Uh, last week was a little alarming. We're, even again, they won a the game. They didn't mess up the perfect season, which is all that really matters uh, from a Michigan perspective. But McCarthy didn't play well. He did not play well against a Maryland team that I don't think is particularly good on defense. And now you're facing Ohio State where it's weird to say where Ohio State is the best player in the country. If we're just going pound per pound, not count, talking about positions, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in the country. And Kyle McCord has still looked pretty pedestrian, even with the best player in the country as his number one wide receiver. And obviously, we know they have a great stable of running backs. Uh, we, we know, uh, of course, uh, Buka as well is an unbelievably good number two wide receiver. Uh, but McCord has really looked pedestrian for the most part this year, except for when he had to have it against Notre Dame, he led the drive. Yeah, I know the Irish only had 10 on the field, but he led the drive. He's done it when he's had to. Uh, and, you know, our guy Ryan McCormick was bringing this up earlier to me, where Ryan Day, Ohio State doesn't go on losing streaks in his rivalry. Doesn't happen, especially in this, in this era since uh, you, you and I have been alive, Alex, where this would be three straight to Michigan, where Ryan Day's record against non-Michigan is essentially perfect. Is the, of course, the loss to Clemson in that Fiesta Bowl, uh, Alabama in the national title game, Georgia a year ago in a college football playoff. Uh, the blemishes are, are few and far between with, with Ryan Day. But 0-3 against Michigan, as ridiculous as it is, that seat's going to be hot going into next year if they lose this game today against Michigan. They do have the big win over Notre Dame this year. And, yes. of course, back -to -back the record over game. Penn State. Yep. So. I don't know who they would get to replace him. That's the big question. I don't. I, that's why I don't think he. He's definitely not going anywhere now, Alex. Okay. Yeah. Good. And okay. So go back to um, JJ McCarthy and yeah, them playing conservative without Harbaugh being there. Mm -hmm. Do you think they continue to do that today, or do you think they take some shots and have success there? They ha they have to they have to take shots. Uh, it just Ohio State's defense is really good. The, these defenses are the two best units on this field today. And I think this goes for Ohio State, too. You've got to be able to try to loosen that defense up, take some shots down the field. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. And we'll continue previewing this game throughout the hour uh, when Spencer comes in as well. Uh, and we'll see Vinny. We'll get to all, all, everything on this game. But right now, Michigan's a three-point favorite against Ohio State. I laid it with Michigan uh, here today. All right, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Let, let, let's get some of these, these bigger lines out of the way here. Uh, Georgia's 24 they're, of course, already into the SEC title game. This is a non-conference game anyway. Uh, Georgia Tech already bowl eligible, so good for them. They didn't have to mess around and have to win this game this week. Uh, Alex, I didn't do anything with this. And this number hasn't moved all week, so that kind of just tells you that a lot of betters are just saying, you know what, this number's right. We're just going to ignore this game. That's right. And Georgia Tech, they are not good against the run. They are last in the ACC in run defense, allowing 222 yards per game. So I think Georgia's not going to have a problem here running all over the field. And they have won 18 in the past 21 games in this series. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. I don't have much to say. I'm looking forward to next week. Nope, there are no some look there. headlines that have uh, Georgia four or four and a half against Alabama. All I could say is if that's what the number is going to be after what we see today, Alabama is going to be a take for me at that number against Georgia next week in Atlanta. All right, Kansas, Cincinnati, uh, KU going for an eight-win season. It would be the first time since Mark Mangino was the head coach of this team. Uh, KU up to seven on the road against the Big 12's worst in Cincinnati. Uh, this is another one. We kind of talked about this with Cincinnati last week where the market did some bizarro things on that game against West Virginia where the market took it all the way down to four and a half at one point and Cincinnati got clocked in that game in Morgantown a week ago. I, I don't know why the market did that. Uh, but the market is not doing that today. They bet Kansas from six to seven. Yeah, Kansas, um, they, you mentioned they're seven and four, but 
two in a row they've lost here. So I do think this is a good bounce back spot for them. I didn't play anything in this game. I just, I don't think Cincinnati's a very good football team. So I wouldn't be taking the points with the dog here. Qu- question at quarterback again for KU. Uh, of course, Jason Bean did not play at all last week. Uh, Cole Ballard played perfectly fine, the true freshman in his first career start. Uh, I don't think it matters who's playing quarterback. I, I think KU a week ago had enough to beat K-State, just couldn't quite get there against yeah. a really good Kansas State team uh, with the third-string quarterback. But I think KU gets to win number eight later in the day. All right, the bluegrass rivalry. Kentucky on the road at Louisville today. Cardinals are already into the ACC title game. They, they Look, they would need a lot. They would need a lot of ridiculous things to happen, but they are one of the nine teams that is still technically alive at this thing. Uh, 11 and one, you get the ACC title game next week against Florida state. Jordan Travis's injury. Probably, I would say probably ends Louisville's shot of sneaking in the back door. I don't think a win against Rotomaker would be enough to push them in unless a really chaos across the board happened for the Cardinals. But here, look, a chance at an 11 win season for Louisville, which would be an amazing accomplishment. And they take on the cats here. Open seven. Look at headlines at the beginning of the year had this as a pick, which wow. which just shows how these teams have transformed through the year. Seven and a half right now. That just moved off of eight a few moments ago. Uh, Alex, I didn't do anything here. I think the number's right. If we got down back to seven, I think I would lay it with Louisville, but I'm not interested in laying anything north of it. Completely agree with you. If we got back down to seven, I would lay that with the cards here. Love this offense. High scoring, well-balanced. Ranking 28th in rushing yards and 47th in passing yards per game. And I really think Louisville's defense is underrated. Um, 17th in points allowed in the country. So I think they get it done here. They also do have revenge over Kentucky. Kentucky won last year's matchup 26-13. to 13. So I like the cards in this spot. I want to get one more before we bring Spencer in here. Florida, Florida State. Gators at home. They need the game for bowl eligibility. We, we all know what Florida State's playing for. Even without Jordan Travis, who suffered that grisly injury a week ago that ended his college football career, uh, just horrible in every 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 way. Uh, Florida had Mizzou on the ropes last week, had him down to fourth and seventeen, just couldn't get off the field, and that Gators found a way to lose. Uh, Graham Mertz, of course, suffered that collarbone injury last week, so it's going to be uh, Brown starting today for the Gators. Backup v. Backup, Alex. Six and a half. Hasn't moved all week. I'm doing nothing with this game. I wish I was getting more with Florida. If I was getting north of seven, it'd be a take. Six and a half. Good number. No thank you. We are on the same page today. I agree. I wish I was getting a touchdown here with Florida. Or if Mertz was playing, right? I know I would be on the Gators here. They looked good last week against Missouri. I was on Missouri in that game. But I did like Max Brown when he came into the game. He kind of had a different element that threw Missouri off even a little bit. So we'll see what we get out of him. But this Florida State's defense is really, really good. That's how they are undefeated up to this point. So stay away from me. I'm going to watch it. I think Florida State will probably get the win, and um, we'll see what we get out of them next week against Louisville. It'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Again, Tate Rotomaker gets the start. He played after Travis got hurt a week ago. Uh, North Alabama's up 13-0 when Travis left that game with the injury. Uh, Florida State, of course, look, North Alabama's 3-7 FCS team. Florida State is supposed to run them out. They did in the second half. I really, this might be one of those in-game games for me, Alex, where I want to see how both of these offenses look. I want to see how also the defenses look in this game, where Florida, look, Florida should have won that game last week. They, they, they were, you're, you're up with the opposing team having a fourth and 17 with under a minute to go. You're not supposed to lose that game, and Florida State still found a way to lose. Uh, but look, we'll see. Uh, Florida State, of course, 11-0. Gators, 5-6, and six, looking to get to a bowl. Uh, Florida State, if they win out, 13-0 and ACC champions, even without Jordan Travis, it's going to be hard for the committee to justify keeping them out if they do go 13-0, and even though look, they may try. They may try to keep them out, especially if it's an unimpressive two wins against Florida and Louisville. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're looking at the Pac-12. We got the showdown we know here in Las Vegas. We'll look at that. Looking forward, Washington still has to play Wazoo and more when we get back. You're on Sports by the Book. 
South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book. Here at the South Point Studio, happy to be with you as always. Final Saturday of the regular season. I'm Jeff Piles. Alex White is here as well and now in studio. He, he woke up, got here in time. <laughs> He's here. Spencer McLaughlin, of course, uh, voice of the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Locked on Pac-12 is the name of the podcast as well. Thank you for being with us this hey, morning. Hey, it is great great to be on with you guys. There is no morning like a Saturday college football morning. The last one of the regular season... Yeah. Like, like, really? I'm legitimately upset about that. I'm legitimately upset because this is the last time we'll wake up and have an actual slate to look at, an actual full slate of lines to look at throughout the day. It's that just, is sad. It's just that one of those where we're, we wait all summer for it. Yes. You know, we wait all summer, and then that week zero comes up, and then you blink your eye, and here we are. It's the Saturday. Every, every time. So on my show, people will ask me questions all the time in, in the mailbag, and I've been getting questions over the last few weeks about the ducks and like hey huh? what's oregon gonna do in 2024 what's what are we gonna do a quarterback and what are the ducks gonna do here and there and i always respond to them like we're gonna have nine months guys we're gonna have nine months like let's focus on what is right here right now my ducks did get a big win last night against yeah the let, let, let's start there real okay. quick because that was very impressive last night where oregon state's a really good football team Indeed, I, don't want the, I don't want that to get lost in the shuffle here because People see the eight and four record, be like, all right, you know what? They had a nice season. No, that's a legitimate top fifteen team that very easily could have beat Washington last week. Uh, and last night was completely outclassed, and that's just a testament to what this Duck team has turned into since the loss to Washington. Where Spencer, they're just vaporizing teams, and they're vaporizing good teams. And now they get Washington this week. We'll get to the Apple Cup in a few moments. Um, on Friday in Vegas will be that Pac-12 championship game. Alex and I were talking about this before the show. I, I would be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if the Ducks are north of a touchdown in that game against Washington, which may seem high to some, but that's just a testament to how good Oregon has looked the last month and a half. Yeah, I mean the opening look ahead line I think a couple of weeks ago was seven and a half, and I think that you know when Oregon beats Oregon State, granted at home, and Oregon State had Washington at home, so that that'll certainly factor into setting the line. I, I won't be surprised if it goes up to eight, but I, I would be surprised if it gets over 10. I, I, I cannot, if, if that line goes over 10, I take Washington. These are two teams that are still really, really good. And, and Oregon has been playing exceptionally well. They have not played a close game since the Washington game. Everybody that they have played, no matter who it is, average team, below average team, good team, like Oregon State, Utah, 
for instance, who after they smash Colorado today will will end the season eight and four. Nobody's been able to hang with them, and, and Oregon has just come out very mission focused every single week, and they they've done a really good job of just kind of playing to their standard every single week, and that's been you know yielding a lot of really really good results. And they've been an excellent excellent team against the spread this year. They had a push against Washington. They didn't cover. I think against Washington State is is one of the few times they didn't cover the spread, but they covered yesterday pretty easily. And I had a different pick on on my show for the point mm-hmm. spread because Oregon State is good enough to keep that game close. But if you'd given me a piece of information that came out right before kickoff that, hey, Michigan State is going after Jonathan Smith. Oh, uh, yeah, that, cha- that changes the calculus there uh, a little bit. But, yeah, I, I love the way Oregon's playing. Next, next week against Washington, it's going to be really, really fun. And now Bo Nix is a small favorite. It's pretty much a two-horse race here for the Heisman between him and Jaden Daniels with LSU. We'll see what he does today, but who do you think is going to win the Heisman this year? Yeah, I I think if Bo Nix wins the Pac-12 championship game next week, but also has a good game, it can't be a game in which Oregon's run game dominates. Now, the last few weeks, Oregon has been more Bo Nix-centric. This is a team that was really, really balanced through the first couple months of the season. And they can still run the football. Bucky Irving is really good, but they have not run it as well. They've been under 200 yards, I think, in four or five consecutive games. And Bo Nix has just been carrying him. He, he's been over 350 in four straight. He's had over 20 touchdowns in that span and, and just the one interception against Cal, and it wasn't even his fault. Like he, He's playing at a ridiculously high level and putting up really good numbers. The problem is Jaden Daniels' numbers are crazy. J- Jaden Daniels is going for a Lamar Jackson 2016, Caleb Williams 2022, where it's you know, team success be gone. He is just putting up too good of an individual individual season to not give him the Heisman Trophy. But I think that Bo Nix has got the narrative a little bit after the way he's played in the last month. And I think the numbers have also helped in the last couple months that he's put up in these games. The six touchdowns against Arizona State. He had, I think, three passing and another rushing last night against the Bees, which is a really good team. And you know, he has to have the team success. If, if Oregon wins against Washington, he has a chance. If Oregon loses against Washington, he will not win the Heisman Trophy. And it seems like it'll be Jane Daniels, which I think is a shame for Michael Penix because his amazing season is just getting tossed aside because of, you know, a bad game here or there. And he wasn't left in for as long against Georgia State. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting debate. If we're, it, and I, I've said this on the air, if we're going like just straight best player in college football this year, just looking at the numbers and watching them play, and this is no disrespect to either of the Pac-12 guys, Daniels should win the award. Correct. Because that defense is LSU is an abomination. And if they had, if they had Alabama's defense, they would be in the SEC title game right now. I really do believe that, that they would be playing in the SEC title game against Georgia next week. And that shouldn't be held against Daniels. But I will say what you just said I think is right. If Oregon next week comes here to Vegas and beats Washington by by two scores and Knicks has a game like he had last night, he's going to win the award. And I'd have no problem with that because he's been that – again, this all goes back to, to that Washington game. Right. Since that Washington game, Oregon to me has been the best team in the country. They have played as close to perfect as you possibly can play – for a six-week stretch, look, Spencer, you and I, we all, all three of us on the desk know this. It is nearly impossible to go through conference play looking perfect. And since that loss, they have been perfect the last six weeks. Yeah, they, they've been they been really, really good. And again, I go back to the Michael Penix point, him getting overlooked in, in this discussion all of a sudden. Washington, after they beat Washington State today, will do something that no Pac-12 team has ever done in the final year of the conference. Mm-hmm. And that's go unbeaten. In, in conference play, and he's been at the forefront of all of that. I think a couple of bad statistical games are going to hold Penix's Heisman campaign back. It can certainly get a jolt if they beat Oregon next week in, in Las Vegas after they take care of the Kooks today. They're about a 15-and-a-half-point favorite in, in that one. But here, here's the thing with, with Jaden Daniels, guys. He is the best individual player in college football, and that is who the award is supposed to go to. But history has told you that is not who the award has always gone to. Sometimes it has been. Some, but Christian McCaffrey was not given the Heisman in 2015. And as someone who has two grandparents that went to Stanford, I'm still really upset about that. <laughs> I am not happy about it because it's patently ridiculous. It was, is, and forever will be. So they have made a consistent selection of a player who has got you know the best story or the best player on the best team. It's kind of gone back and forth because they gave it to Devontae Smith and they gave it to Caleb Williams a year ago, even though USC lost in the Pac-12 championship game, he had the best individual season. 
I think that recent history would tell you that there's a really good chance Daniels wins it no matter what because his numbers are absurd. They're insane. I mean, is he is he going to hit four thousand passing yards? I, I mean, look, they play A and M today, and A and M is stinks. Who, 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 who knows what type of effort we're getting out of them? And yes, you said it. I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's just I, I didn't have to. But you know, it's you know, it's uh, it, it's interesting because you're right. You look, let's look at it. Like Lamar Jackson was better in the second in, in his junior year than he was the year he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, you mentioned 2015. It's ironic that our guy Sean's wearing a Derrick Henry Alabama jersey here today. Derrick Henry's numbers that year were good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Christian McCaffrey's out here setting records, and nobody watched because the Pac-12 bungled their media deal back in 2011. Shout out to Larry Scott. Yeah. Oh, I do have a question for both of you, though. Yeah. Doesn't his numbers have to do with their defense being bad, them having to put well, up big I... numbers offensively, and Brian Kelly is purposely trying to stack his numbers so, especially against bad teams so so i'll that, I'll, 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 I'll go real quick here go for, yeah I, I i think yes more reps because they're on the field more because their defense can't get a stop yes i understand that but you still got to produce and even though the sec's down and i don't think the sec is the best league in the, in the in, in the country this year i don't think it is It's certainly not the deepest yeah it's definitely not the deepest for sure the bottom of the sec is not good at all this year but perception's reality and because of the historic run the SEC's been on for 15-plus years, Spencer, I just think that's hard to overcome when you have to deal with that perception, potentially, for these West Coast guys who, well, granted, they've been on in normal times a lot more than usual this year because ESPN has done it. When the games have been on ESPN and Fox, they've done a good job of not putting them at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, no, there haven't been as many Pac-12 after dark games for, for for the big teams, which is, you know, a nice refreshing change just in time for the conference to blow up that <laughs> exactly. I love that I love so much. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's poetic is, is what it is. I, I think you make a, a great point about LSU's defense being there. I don't think that's going to factor into the narrative. I, I think that everyone understands he doesn't have the team success that Bo Nix or Michael Penix could have out in the Pac-12. He's not going to make, he being Jane Daniels, not going to make the college football playoff. What he is going to do is have numbers that are just absolutely bonkers, like almost 4,000 passing yards. I don't know how close he is to it going into the A&M game and 1,000 rushing yards. That is the best individual season. But we have seen so many times the award go to, you know, I, I don't remember who Mark Ingram was going up against, but like, does Mark Ingram feel like the set? I'm just picking on Alabama running backs here, but we're not that close to the to Alabama, so who cares? But I, I, I just look at, you know, the number of times the award has been given out to a guy who was really good, but on the team, on the on the team that had the most momentum going into that Heisman Trophy selection, that would be Bo Nix if Oregon wins, especially if they win by 10-plus against Washington in, in Las Vegas next week. All right, Spencer, let's do some Pac-12 rapid fire let's here do for it. today. Let's do uh, it. Colorado, so Colorado, Utah's first, uh, Prime's first year is imploded to put it politely uh that U makes a lot of people very happy by the way <laughs> utah i'm not surprised by that uh utah's 20 and a half right now uh you know in weird year for the utes all things considered obviously with cam rising playing zero snaps the expectations get changed but look a chance at eight wins here going into the big 12 where you know utah is going to be the toughest team in that conference moving forward uh, 20 and a half on this one right now with the Utes laying it at home. Yeah, big number. But Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium, historically very, very good. And that includes this season, right? They ran into a buzzsaw that was Oregon. You can't go up against that defense with, with a backup quarterback in Bryson Barnes. He has a ceiling, but he also has a floor that is reasonably high. He's had games where he has played very well. Last week against Arizona was not one of them. But if you're not playing Oregon at Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Bryson Barnes has been a good quarterback, and Colorado's defense is putrid, and they really struggle in the trenches. That that is why they're about to end the year one and seven after that magical three and zero start that had them as the epicenter of college football, whether that was warranted or not. But they have faded because they cannot get stops consistently. And here's the other thing: Do we know if Jonah Ellis is playing? Because that Colorado offensive line is putrid. It, it I mean, it has got sure nobody up front. I. I bet you St. John Bosco could get pressure on Shador Sanders right now because they have they usually line up with three or four kids that are going to go play Division One football at the Power 5 level the following year. Like, Colorado's offensive line is that bad. I, I think if Shador Sanders has 
you know, a great game with Travis Hunter. Sure, they could cover that 20 and a half. I'd lean the Utes at home, though. This is a Utah team that got embarrassed last week after losing close to the week prior. They're not losing three consecutive games. It's the first time they've lost two games in a row in the Pac-12 in about three years. And even though they can't play for a Pac-12 championship, it's a prideful football team, especially at home. I, I, I like the Utes in that spot. I just think Colorado could really struggle against a physical front seven of Utah, I think they could really struggle to move the football and protect Shador Sanders. That, that poor guy's been running for his life. I mean, I mean, every single week, every single snap, that guy is under duress. It, it's I've I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Sack fifty-two times. That's the most in the country. Fifty-two. Yes. Ryan, can we can we run some numbers on on how many once every how many snaps Shador Sanders is getting sacked? And then contrast that with, with Bo Nix and Michael Penix, who have been sacked like four times combined this year. I think it's like five for Bo Nix and three for Penix. Territorial Cup. Arizona. What a story for, for them. I know. A chance at nine yes. wins. Uh, they're up to 12 and a half against Arizona State. We knew this was a transition year for Kenny Dillingham and company. Yep. But it's a rivalry game. It's a lot of points, though, uh, Spencer. What, what do you think? It, it is. This line has moved out to 12. It was 10 and a half kind of all yeah. throughout the week. I think late money has come in on Arizona, and the reason is they're just playing incredibly good football. I, I, I thought Utah was going to beat them last week and kind of put you know a, a damper on their really, really good run, but they didn't win the game. They dominated the game. They let, they let Utah, who's a good football team, make no mistake about it, 28 to nothing, and I, I think for Arizona, they have had such an awesome season. There's a certain Pac-12 podcast host, I don't remember his name, but he told people before the season that Arizona was going to be a good football team and beat both Arizona, or beat both Utah and Oregon State in Tucson, lo and behold, here we are. I, I think Arizona is extremely motivated, although here, here's the interesting factor. They cannot play for a Pac-12 championship because right. Oregon cl clinched their spot by beating Oregon State yesterday. So as a result, Arizona is motivated purely by whatever happens on the field because externally, right, they're just playing for a better bowl game, essentially. I still like Arizona in, in the spot. I liked it a lot better at 10 and a half. 12 is a weird, is a, is a, is a funky mm -hmm. kind of number. But Arizona State is so banged up. Like, th this could get away from the Sun Devils because they are, they are so banged up. Their offensive line has got big problems. They're snapping it to a running back and a tight end frequently on offense. And Arizona's defense is playing some good football right now. I don't think the Sun Devils are going to reach 20 points. I think 17 is their max. So at that point, you say, okay, Arizona State's defense has had its moments, but you know, if they can't move the ball and sustain drives, are they going to keep Arizona under 30? And I don't think so. Arizona, again, uh, look, big-time rivalry game, as we know here, Territorial Cup. This one will move to the Big 12 a year from now. Uh, nine wins for this team is an incredible accomplishment, especially with the quarterback issues earlier in the year, uh, injuries there. But, hey, here we are, chance at nine. And, again, a, a solo third-place finish as well. In the Pac-12 for Arizona, pretty yeah, pretty, pretty for a pretty. You know what their preseason win total was? They were they were the lowest in the conference. It was uh, second, Colorado, second, second Colorado lowest. Stanford, lowest. Stanford was the lowest one. Colorado was in there as well at at, at three and a half. Arizona's was four and a half. Yeah, and four over four and a half, and they're and they're on the precipice of doubling that preseason win total. That's a heck of a season. Jed Fish should be Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Uh, a lot. I, 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 I think Kalen DeBoer's got a great case too because he's about to go undefeated, but Washington was supposed to be a 10-11-12 win team. Arizona was supposed to be a 5-6, maybe. I had them seven wins before the season. They're going to get nine today. Before we let you go, Apple Cup real quick. Just want to hit that. Wazoo, Washington. Washington, 15-point favorites. Last time we're going to see this game for a while, like the Civil War. Uh, 65 they've actually got it scheduled. They've got it. They've got it scheduled. They renewed it through 2028. Good for them. I completely, Good for them. completely agree, Good and I them. hope the Civil War follows. I, 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 I do. Well, I don't know Bedlam if it will do it too, but we know that. Yes, won't but yeah, because, Bedlam, uh, Bedlam should absolutely like happen. But that line on the Washington State game is it fifteen and a half? Fifteen now, fifteen. I'm seeing right one. here minus seventeen. Yeah, no, so it opened. Yeah. So it opened seventeen. Opener, open 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 at seventeen. Been come been down. Taken down to fifteen. Yeah, I think it's come down. Washington hasn't hasn't beaten a team by seventeen or more points in about two months. Okay. So they have been winning a lot of games and winning close ones. The Coos are supremely motivated in this one, not just by the rivalry factor or the, hey, we want to you know, send Washington to the Big Ten with a loss as we get left behind in, in college football and college conferences in general, realignment and whatnot and all that craziness. But Washington State's playing for the right to extend their season. They're playing for a bowl game. And 
you know, I, I, I thought they'd have one, maybe two more wins at this point before the year. They've had a couple games they've lost that I, I really was surprised by. But Washington State's offense can still produce. Cam Ward is really, really good. He's one of the top five con- passers in the country in yards per game. And this Washington defense has been hit or miss. They played really well last week in a rainstorm against Oregon State. I think that number is too big for a rivalry. I, I think that Washington State can go it. Now, the Cougs can't run the football, but if Cam Ward just protects it, then Washington State can cover that 15.5. But I don't think there's any way they actually win the football game, not in Seattle, with everything that's on the line for the Huskies here. Spencer McLaughlin, of course, you can find him on Locked On Pack 12, Locked On Ducks as well. That can be a big week for you coming up. <laughs> it has been it has been a it has been a big week to this point already. Yesterday yeah. was good for me personally, and today's the last day of Pac-12 regular season conference yep. play. Think think about this, guys, before I go. When Cal and UCLA kick off today, there will never be another Pac-12 regular season football game. Crazy. Crazy. At least in well, at least in this form. Who knows at some point that maybe those Mountain West teams join Oregon State and Wazoo. Yeah, and but at that point, we need to rename the conference because yeah, well, that, that, be that wouldn't be the Pac-12. It should be the Pac, the, the Mountain Pack. The Mountain Pack. The Mountain Pack. That's a political action. Will you be back though. next week for the conference championship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be here in Las Vegas next week. I, I can't wait to go to that football game. And I mean, everything's going to be on the line. Oh, College yes. football playoff, Pac-12 championship, obviously. Maybe a Heisman Trophy. It's a rivalry game. Like It, it is going to be fantastically Awesome, and I believe it's sold out Allegiant Stadium. Five uh, five oh five next Friday here at Allegiant Stadium, local time, Vegas. The uh, of course going out with a bang, only as the Pac twelve could. Uh, the best year that the conference has had since going to twelve, and it's the last one that we're getting for the Pac twelve. Spencer, thank you for getting up with us early this yeah, morning. Yeah, pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Vinny Maliola comes in studio next. Sports by the book here in the South Point studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here as well. Joining us in studio, the best hair in the business, our guy Vinny Maliulo in studio. Good morning, Vinny. Good morning, Jeff. Alex? Good morning. How's everything? You having a good weekend? Is it the fail Mary or the hell Mary? Let me tell you something. (laughs) The atheist. (laughs) There's nothing holy about. You've been watching football a lot longer than Alex and I. I, I I know I've never seen anything like that. I never saw it in a turkey bowl in the neighborhood. The, the pick six hail mary. The only the only time I've ever seen that, and I, I would imagine anyone of at least of our age knows this. I've seen that in Madden a bunch. That is the only time I've ever seen that where you have a totally mismatched Madden game, and the really good player picks off the terrible player and returns it for a touchdown. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that at the end of the first half. 
which of course only the Jets could manage to do. Not true. I yeah. mean, you know, you you think that you know what? I'm I'm just wondering what they're gonna what they have in mind for next week. Oh, Boyle is starting again. Of course, they announced why that wouldn't line. he? Hey, look, just get the. Tank he threw out. a Let's touchdown. Go. Hey, he threw, a he threw a touchdown pass, Jeff. Let's take the high road, please. Take the high road, yes. Come on. I will say this. He scored this. two touchdowns yesterday. I Season will, high, right? Yeah, I will <laughs> say this. Um, it's uh, The reason I brought up uh, you having a good weekend, because uh, we've won one game this weekend. It was the uh, Lions. The first game. game. Yeah. And that was, you know, but there's kind of been a, and a, a little bit of a avalanche uh, effect, as we talked about, but. You know what? There's always today. You got tomorrow, and of course uh, Monday. So, um, but. I, you know, yeah, I guess they made because yesterday Oregon comes in, Mizzou got steamed and won by thirty. Texas, Texas destroyed Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah. So all those big favorites have come in so you know, far. Penn State. Penn State. Oh, yeah, I thought that wasn't even a football game. Whatever, yeah. Whatever Michigan State was so, attempting to do, it wasn't football. You know the folks, and and credit the folks. You know what? They're on a roll, and they reload, and they just keep uh, keep firing. And and I will tell you this: this game today, we we talked about it with uh, Chris Andrews uh, on Wednesday. Remember that uh, this Ohio State Michigan game today, uh, it it being bet and and booked like a like a pro game. I mean, they're they're a, a great great action, and actually, you know. Open, remember, let's retrace it. Four, three and a half. They took the four, took the three and a half, and then we kind of toggled back and forth. Now they're taking quite a bit of the three right now. I was just uh, chatting with Chris. So are you going to need Michigan? Well, I'd say right now, overall. I mean, but uh, again, I mean, there's, they're betting both sides. There's a lot of business. I, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily – I think we, listen, we have plenty of time. This game's not going to start at, at 9 o'clock Pacific either. This it game's going to go over. Uh, the question: What's going to go longer, this show or or the kickoff? I'm, I don't. I'm, well, I think the kickoff. We, we are going to go past the top of the hour today. Good. Folks. So we are we are going to get some more games for you before we say bon voyage here on this final Saturday of the regular season. Uh, but Vinny, just looking across the board here, obviously everyone's going to that. But there are other games here yeah. today. Mm-hmm. What are the other games that have been have been heavily bet here and and have caught your eye from behind the camera? Uh, you know, and again, we were just going back over this uh, in, in the back. Chris uh, Chris Andrews, director here at South Point, and myself. Um, you know, we got Louisville got as high as eight off the seven opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did take the eight with Kentucky there. Uh, I suspect there'll be a lot more Louisville support. We're sitting at seven and a half there. Um, Florida State. Really has not moved. I think everybody's yeah. kind of taking a wait and see approach with the quarterback situation of Florida State. So pretty, holding pretty much steady at the six and a half there. I know folks are curious about that. Um, you know, here's a game that we were talking about quite a bit Virginia Tech at Virginia. Now, this game opened two and a half, went to three. This game's down to one. You ever, we've noticed this year that there's been steam on or against Virginia Tech all year, right? I mean, right. I mean, which <laughs> it's just one way or the other, and these their games uh, generate quite a bit of uh, steam one way or the other, and this uh, this game is is no exception. Um, Clemson holding pretty steady at seven and a half off the uh, the seven opener. Uh, North Carolina two and a half. It's a toggler between two and two and a half. Um, Jeff, as you tell me, is this Maryland Rutgers game? Is this really a rivalry, or is this going to be? Is this a rivalry? Is this, is this the new Throwing the new the record books? The new the Terrapins play the Scarlet Knights. The the, the new uh, Big Ten or Big Twenty rivalry. All I will say is if we, if, if <laughs> that's right, if, I coined. It. Remember, remember where you heard that if, first. Big Twenty. If Willard had left Rutgers instead of Seton Hall for Maryland, maybe yeah. that would have been a rivalry. Might have been in basketball, but. Uh, not in not in football. Yeah. I mean, the only thing those teams have in common is they wear a shade of red and they're on the I ninety five corridor. There you well, go. And they're playing for the the fourth best in the East, right? Because we, or yeah, this is this uh, is a bold positioning this, game. This is for this is for fourth in the East. Yeah. Yes. Right. So you you've got some teams trying to get you know still trying to get bowl eligible, and you've got teams trying to improve their bowl uh, opportunity, right. right? Which which uh, uh, obviously the closer to get to to New Year's, uh, the more the more value. It, uh, for the games, just just looking at the whole Big Ten after the top three teams, I, I mean, or Iowa's ten and two, which by the way, never a doubt on the under yesterday, Vinny. Never a doubt. Never, never a doubt. Despite the fact that the game should have zoomed over with ease, we got more calls from people and inquiries at the counter. Is that a mistake? 
like is, is that is that actually the the, the actual total? Hey, it went under. I mean, still got there. Oh yeah, and I, we kept saying, listen, they they bet we we hung the game and they bet it under. I mean, it's no, it's not a mistake. Have at it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <love> Miami, <laughs> Ohio, really and Ball State down from uh, uh, seven to four. Steady stream of uh, Ball State money uh, in that one. Uh, Miami of Ohio already clinched the MAC East. Ball yeah. State has nothing to play for. Right. So, you know, again, uh, I guess pride. I mean, <laughs> positioning. Yeah. I don't Wait, know. Number five. I don't know. I mean, what do you? What do you? What do you how about this one? Remember, Chris talked about this game. Florida Atlantic and Rice. Yes. One of the heaviest bet games of the day. and sure. it's, But it's been all week since Monday when the numbers went up here at South Point. Um, Rice, uh, a five uh, five on the opener, down to three. Continues, uh, uh, Florida Atlantic continues to get, I don't know if it's a service play or what, uh, you know, uh, and when we say service play, there are, you know, groups out there that put out the, uh, put out their picks. Great, good, uh, good business for them. And, uh, uh, you've, they've had their followers. Folks put the, uh, put their money up where uh, where they like uh, where they like the service. So and it's like paying attention, Alex. Alex, see, but you do it for free, Alex. You see, come on, you gotta you gotta start getting you uh, getting getting you some more. I want to I want to ask you about this. Uh, speaking of a, of Alex here, her alma mater today, going yes. for a Mountain West regular season That's solo right. championship, and the betters are betting like they know San Jose State's going to win the game here. Mm-hmm. It's down to one. Yeah. On this one here. This open three. I was getting to it. Uh UNLV. Uh yeah. three. It's been a steady uh, a steady flow of San Jose State money. We're gonna need the Rebels, and that's okay, uh, particularly here at home. And um my uh, you know, Alex is is an alum. My kids are alums. I'm a I'm I guess I'm still paying the tuition so I you know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> vested <laughs> now we got even more incentive today because we're, we're, we're certainly going to need uh, UNLV today so um I don't know you have a you have a without we, without your heart Alex hey the rebels are what nine and one against the spread this mm-hmm. year no no reason to uh bet against them now I think they get it done here there you go I I'm I I delayed the best number I mean, I'm yeah. happy I waited yes yeah I'm happy I waited because yeah. I thought this thing was going to stop moving at two mm-hmm. and the fact that it just kept, it, it's been a one-way avalanche yeah. on the Spartans yeah I'm gonna wait this thing out who knows maybe I'll even get it maybe I'll even get a, a minus one a, 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 a flip on the money line right when this is all said and done at this rate and, and by the way these this is a lot of business on all, all night all you know and this morning it's been a really busy, uh, you know, graveyard shift here, which is typically like eleven at night, uh, call you know, to to seven in the morning. So this has kind of just not only been, you know, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday, uh, yesterday, uh, but it's been it's been all night. It's been a steady, uh, steady uh, flow of action. Um, you know, Cal, UCLA, you know, not a lot of movement there. Just uh, holding steady at nine. Washington, Washington State. Um, Support for uh, for the dog here. Uh, we opened Washington seventeen. Of course, you know maybe man, you know down to fifteen now. Maybe folks think that uh, uh, they're in a look ahead spot because of the uh, upcoming uh, Pac twelve title game here in Las Vegas against Oregon, who took care of business yesterday. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to keep certainly uh, keep an, an eye on that game there. Um, you know, again, there's there's there are just games. There's so much action, and and this is a concentration of of bets and again carryover from uh thursday to now here we are and then in, in, in tomorrow there'll be even more You're, we're starting to see some movement on on some of the pro games uh, here's another obscure game at least to, to to folks maybe the general public uh when you look at at the at this one we have a connecticut and umass that's uh, the writing game because they changed the location of that game correct so connecticut from two and a half Massachusetts is a one-point favorite now. That's a horrible game. Oh yeah, it's a horrible game. Is it? Yes. Well, tell, tell that, that tell that to the people that are all over UMass. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Hey, the, those horrible games you can sometimes. Hey, hey, I'm just telling. I bring oh. it up because sometimes you, you you know you look. Of course, here we are. We're talking about. I mean, the the, the marquee matchup is, uh, you know, Ohio State and Michigan. But there's there's other games that draw. Uh, a lot of interest as well. Now, I'm not suggesting that this game is drawing the same amount of, of betting interest, but uh, in terms of tickets and money, but still, Alex, as you know, um, and in 
from your perspective, those are the kinds of games that you look at, and you know you may you may get more involved with that game than uh, than a public type game. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You look for those good spots if you can find good value mm-hmm. on a game rather than going after that the big one. Yeah. What about uh, Alabama and Auburn? Alabama and Auburn. Uh, the Iron Bowl today. Uh, we're starting to see some Alabama money. This game okay. opened fourteen and a half, got as low as thirteen. And now it's come uh, come back up uh, back up to fourteen. So two way action overall in that game. It's kind of unique, right? You know, you there's always interest, and it's always uh, you know uh, Michigan and Ohio State always get a lot of buzz and everything like that. You really haven't heard a whole lot about the Iron Bowl this year, right? And especially given Alabama's you know position here, they're trying to you know, remain with just one loss and head into the other uh, game with Georgia to win and, and, and beat Georgia in the SEC title game to have a shot at the playoffs. So, but that one, uh, Alex, uh, overall two-way, and uh, we're back up uh, back up to 14 there. Vinny, you have been talking about Alabama since, you know, a few weeks after their loss to Texas. You've been saying they've been working their way back up. You like them uh, in that spot today? You think, or you think Auburn can hang in? Well, I think I don't. Auburn can't score, and I just I think you know. I mean, it's it's a play on the number, right? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're if you're gonna if you had Alabama at thirteen, then you know, then I could see people laying the price, um, <clears throat> or staying away at fourteen or fourteen and a half, or perhaps you know, hoping that you know, Auburn, if, if if anything, I think fourteen and a half is probably a take like it was in the beginning, but um, I just think that. Uh, again, Alabama, what they've done, particularly in the last uh, six weeks, uh, has righted things, and they're 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 something that you have to consider. I'm not saying they're going to beat Georgia, uh, but they're, they're playing good enough to beat them. I want to ask you about one one other game, real quick here, mm-hmm. Vinny. Just just going through this whole thing, and we yeah. mentioned it with Spencer before. Uh, the, the rivalry game in the Apple Cup here where Washington yeah. knows the opponent for next week. Now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we know it's going to be Washington, Oregon times Correct. two here in Vegas, which actually, you know what? Can I ask you this real quick? Mm-hmm. What would I make the number? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. How did I know he was going to answer yes. that? Because I, I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who's in media in St. Right. Louis yesterday, and I, I told him, don't be surprised if this thing is north of seven. And he looked, texted me back like I had 14 heads. At that point, I don't know if it'll be north of seven. I mean, uh, it's a neutral field. They'll both have support. My numbers uh, have it at right around six. Oregon, okay. uh, Oregon favored. Uh, again, uh, there'll be support for both teams. Uh, they travel well. It's not a. It's not a, a, a real strenuous trip by any means, and they'll get here early. So, uh, but uh, on the neutral field, I have it six. Now we'll we'll see what others think. I'll, you know, obviously Chris will have the the final say here at South Point and look at his number. Uh, but my my numbers come to uh, Oregon six on a neutral right now. They have been betting the uh, the the Wazoo uh, Cougars here today. Uh, actually, they uh, or they yeah no no they're taking the Cougs yeah, yeah. they're uh, we're down to uh, uh, we're down to fifteen on that game so two points uh, uh, they took seventeen all the way down to uh, fifteen. And then one more before we let you yeah. go back to work because it's starting at the top of the hour LSU and A and M. Uh, Jaden Daniels of course right now yeah. the betting was the betting favorite. In most shops that had it up to win the Heisman, now he fell behind Knicks after Knicks's great performance a night ago against yeah. Oregon State. Uh, 11, uh, 12 right now, Vinny. There How about 13? 13. Yeah. Okay. There's some 11 in the market now. Yeah. I mean, all over the place. Here. 10 and a half on the opener. It's um, yeah. uh, more more LSU money. And I, I don't I don't really think, uh, I don't think that's a shock. Uh, given what's uh, you know what's transpired at A uh, and M, it's it's a little late for us against the world. Maybe I thought uh, so. I think it'd just be let's just get to the finish line, no one get hurt, play the bowl game out, and yeah. uh, go from there. At this yeah. point, all right, Vinny, I'm going back to Thank work. You, Vinny, pleasure as always. We'll all see right, you. we'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll do it again. Uh, the NFL uh, Week 12 Sunday with a uh, boy, what a big one in Philadelphia. We'll be able to break down on tomorrow's show with the Eagles and. The Bills. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit over the top of the hour here since they're not gonna start that game in Ann Arbor till at least ten after. Uh, but Alex, I, I want to get your thoughts here. Just let's go through this. Obviously, you have a you have a list of plays always that we talk about of games we haven't mentioned here. What what have you, what do you have your eyes on here for today? Well, you just we're talking about A and M and LSU. So I did go over that total sixty six. Why not one more LSU over? Right, especially like I mentioned with you and Spencer Brian Kelly. He is playing. To the narrative, he is uh, letting Daniels play, and so I think that helps here. They're very explosive, their offense, and you talked about their defense not being very good. So 
I think A&M is going to be able to put some points on the board. I went over 66. It looks like it is up to 67 now, but still like that one. Uh, I'll just go through. I'll go through here for at least some for me. Yeah. I like Minnesota like, okay. at, at home against Wisconsin. I think the wrong team is favored. I know that may be a little aggressive, but the fact that Wisconsin's gotten bet this week, they were fortunate to beat Nebraska a week ago. Uh, Minnesota's playing for bowl eligibility. I know it's been a mess for Fleck this year. There's no reason that team should be five and six right now. They should be at least heading to a bowl at the moment. But I'm getting the whole three now. I'm going to take that with the Gophers. I even sprinkle on the money line as well at $1.25, Alex. I don't mind that at all. I'm kind of staying away from Wisconsin games. They lose for me, and then they win <laughs> when I don't bet them. So it's one of those teams we can't figure out. They're your version of Texas Tech. They really are, yes. Uh, just looking through the rest of this uh, real quick. Uh, we mentioned it with Vinny. Uh, UNLV goes for a regular season conference championship today at home against San Jose State. Down to one. I, look, I, if San Jose State wins a game, so be it. I'm going to take the better team at home on a short money line here. I'll lay a dollar twenty. I might even wait this out because if this is going the way it is, it could end up being a pick, and I'll save my ten cents. But I'm I'm a little bit floored by the way this has been so bet aggressively on the Spartans here. Do you think betters are? Betting on the fact that UNLV can't handle this this pressure I, and this spot? I think it's a few things. San Jose State has genuinely played well the last month. Yes, they have. And I, I think more than anything, when you see a team, and UNLV is 10-1 and one against the number. That is really hard to do. And with an opportunity to go, again, go 10-2 and two outright and 11-1 against the number, that's hard. Any way you slice it, especially for a program that historically we know – they win this game today. Ten wins is basically equivalent to five years at UNLV. Uh, but I, I think it's I think it's part of that. I think you it's a fade. My guess would be a fade of a team that has covered the number ten times, and also to what you said, a team that this is a very unfamiliar situation for UNLV today with a chance to forget forget getting to the conference championship game. This is an outright regular season championship if they win this today. Yes, and but you know what they've been in the. Big spots already. Look at last week going to Air Force, mm -hmm. getting that win, and they came from behind in the second half. So I do like this Rebels team here, and especially at that good price. If uh, UNLV wins, they will host Boise State at Allegiant yep. Stadium next Saturday. Boise State beating Air Force by eight yesterday. So they covered all numbers as well. Uh, and a complete collapse by Air Force down the stretch. Four straight losses to end the season. For Troy Calhoun's squad, really shocking with the way that how good that team looked the first two months and then an implosion the last month. All right. Uh, you know, we didn't even mention this one on Football Friday. It just shows how far, far, or excuse me, Football Wednesday this week, how far Clemson has fallen. Oh, yeah. Rivalry game this week against South Carolina. Gamecocks going for a bowl. They win this game. They're bowl eligible. Uh, Clemson's been much better the last month. Uh, there's north of seven now, Alex. Seven and a half behind us. 48, the total, that one's been bet down. Not much of a shock on that one. Uh, I still think that total's good. I know you missed it. I know you missed it at 52 and 51 and 50, all those good numbers in the 50s. I still think that's fine at 48, and I don't like usually missing a total by four points and still going under, but I don't think South Carolina scored much today, and unless if Clemson's defense is scoring, they're probably topping out in the mid-20s. See, and I kind of disagree. I think it's a take on South Carolina at okay. seven and a half. Again, I know Clemson has been a lot better since they played Notre Dame. All of a sudden, they've turned it around with that big win over them. But like you mentioned, South Carolina playing for a bowl game here. So I think we'll see the best effort out of both of these. And with a lower total, I think they could cover a touchdown. I have no, pro no problem with that. I, I This was one on the side. It was like, you know what? North of seven, it would only be a take on the Gamecocks, but I really don't like the South Carolina team. Why well, I gravitated towards the total. We can yes. both win on yes. that one uh, yeah. with, with that. All right, uh, just, just looking through the rest of the games here today. Uh, Iron Bowl, we brought it up earlier with Vinny. Uh, Alabama's 14. That's the market high behind us. 13 and a half's out there as well. I'm going to stay out. If we get north of 14, if we get that 14 and a half on Auburn, I might take it. Uh, but this honestly, maybe this could be one of those where Alabama just puts the foot on the gas pedal, and because they're behind the eight ball in the rankings, yep. rolling this thing up on Auburn would make a whole lot of sense. But as we know, ridiculous things happen in this rivalry, especially Jordan Hare. 
See, my number is right there, so I haven't bet it yet. But just eye test watching these two teams, I think Alabama is clicking and they are dialed in. I would be, I would be more likely to lay the points with Alabama here. Like you said, I think it get a, can get away from Auburn, and I just don't think that they can score enough to stay in this game, even covering that two touchdowns. Real quick here in a game that's starting at the top of the hour, SMU goes for a spot in the American Athletic Championship game against Tulane, who handled their business and covered against UTSA yesterday. Uh, SMU 20 against Navy. No thank you for no. me on this one, Alex. No thank you for, for me either. I am curious to get your thoughts on the North Carolina and NC yes, State NC game, Yes, NC State, UNC. Big rivalry there uh, uh, in the triad there. Uh, down to two on this one. Was three earlier in the week. I'm staying out of this. I really don't like either of these teams. Uh, North Carolina's defense is horrible. I don't like NC State's offense. I love Drake May. <laughs> I mean, who yeah. doesn't? He's probably going to be one of the top three selections in this upcoming NFL draft. Maybe Ryan McCormick's former NFL quarterback as well, but our future NFL quarterback, I should say. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm i going to stay out. I'm going to stay out of this. I, if we get back to three, maybe on NC State, but I, I'm really not interested in playing this game either way. See, and I do lean to North Carolina, but I know some people in the back, they like NC State here. But this is an interesting one to me, Jeff. NC State, they make the rankings, right? They're 22nd in the country now, and North Carolina is favored on the road. So what does that tell you? I know, like you said, they have the better quarterback with Drake May, but so I don't know. I think the Tar Heels might win this rivalry one today. Uh, speaking of a, the all-Illinois rivalry here, uh, <laughs> Northwestern on the road at the Illini today. Uh, real quick here, uh, Northwestern six. There's some six and a half in the market. I know Illinois needs a game for bowl eligibility. Northwestern somehow, with the, the win total, where it looked like early in the year they would be lucky to win two games. They were a pick against UTEP at home in week two. They are six wins. They're bowl eligible already. You're getting six and a half in this game. I think it's too much. I think this is too many points to pass up with Northwestern. I like the Cats plus the six and a half. And don't be shocked if they pull this thing outright, even with everything Illinois has to play for today. I completely agree. I still don't think we have enough respect on Northwestern. They have been the most impressive team besides, of course, the top three in the Big Ten and what Iowa has managed to do Iowa. with their lack of <laughs> offense. But Northwestern has been the team that keep your eye on in the Big Ten. So North, it'll be interesting to see where Northwestern's bowl assignment goes. And I will say this with the Big Ten. I expect three Big Ten teams to be playing in New Year's Six Bowls. So Michigan, Ohio State winner goes to the playoff. Loser will go to a, go to a New Year's Six. Penn State, I expect to go to a New Year's Six. And then after that, again, the, the Big Ten wheel of death potentially here today. Uh, but uh, I fully, I fully expect I fully expect Northwestern to be in a bowl game that some people will be like, wait a second, why are they in such a good bowl game? It's because three teams are going to be in New Year's Six Bowls uh, right out of the gate. All right, one last game here today. One last one. And that is Iowa State at Kansas State. Big 12. You know, I just want to mention this real quick because K-State has been really good. They don't have anything to play for in the Big 12 today. Uh, but they're 10-point favorites right now in this one with a total of 45 and a half. I have absolutely nothing on oh, this okay. game. So Iowa State, I feel like they played their Super Bowl last week against Texas, right? And they hung in there. They hung in, just and, not enough. Yep, in the fourth quarter. So I don't know what we're going to get out of them this week. And yeah, I Kansas State, not much to play for. Maybe nine wins. So no real feel on this one for me. Yeah, I just... It feels like it's too much, but uh, but I'll just say this real quick on the K-State front. K-State at home this year. Let's just go through the results. Yes. 45-0 win over SEMO. Yeah, I can't take much of that. SEMO's FCS. 42-13 over Troy. Troy's going to play in the Sun Belt Championship game. That's a good team. Smoke them. 13-point uh, win against Central Florida. They remember that was a weird game. They were up a lot in that game. UCF got a late touchdown to make it a little look a little bit better. 41-3 against TCU, 41-0 against Houston, and 59-25 against Baylor. They have smoked teams at home. Now, granted, there's a legitimate argument to be made that Troy might be the best team they've played in Manhattan this year, and Iowa State's better than a lot of the teams that I just mentioned, but I, I would not be surprised if K-State 
wins this game comfortably. And Iowa State has been much better at Ames than they have been away from Ames yes. so far this year. All right. Before we go, anything, any other plays you want to get out uh, out in the ether before we go? I do have to say I agree with Spencer with what he said on um, the two Pac-12 games. I like Arizona to cover that number. I know that it has moved and it's at 12, but I think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. And then on the flip side, I haven't bet it yet, but and I might have missed the best number. Washington State is really, uh, really looking tempting here against Washington because I find Washington just – they get a good lead, and then they let teams hang in there, right? So I could see the backdoor cover with that game. I'm passing on that one. <laughs> There's, uh, and you're on Syracuse today, too, aren't you? Yes, I am on Syracuse today. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Uh, Cuse only one and a half now behind us uh, against Wake Forest. That is a horrible game. Good revenge spot for the Orange. Lost last year, 45-35. It is a horrible game, but they need their sixth win, so... I backed Syracuse here in this there, one. At there we home. go. Those are the plays. Uh, by the way, uh, I didn't mention it all. Final game in Pac-12 network history for football is Notre Dame and Stanford, which in all honesty is hilarious for a lot of reasons. Notre Dame's a 26-point favorite. Now, when neither of us have anything on that one today. Alex, fun as always. Yes. We're back tomorrow, 9 a.m. NFL, week 12. Sunday, a very interesting card in the NFL tomorrow. We'll be here breaking down. Vinny will be with us as well. I have to just say this. Um, Please go ahead. Shocker, you're on the Eagles tomorrow, right? I'm not saying anything. Okay, yet. okay. Not yet. Not saying <laughs> anything yet. Um, she's right. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, that That's the big one tomorrow, the Eagles and the Bills uh, in, in that 425 Eastern window. For Alex White, I'm Jeff Piles. Shout out to the crew, Sean, Ryan, and doing great work as always. Uh, thanks to Spencer McLaughlin and Vinny Maliul as always for joining us. That's the sports book getting heavy in here. We'll get you back here tomorrow here on Sports by the Book.